Thank you for joining us today on Salon Sluice. My name is Leslie and my co-host is Melissa. I want to remind all of you who listen to us on a regular basis, or maybe this is your first time, to please follow, subscribe, like, share, whatever the case may be for the platform you are on. Now we do post these episodes on YouTube with video for those of you who'd rather watch. We enjoy making these shows, but unless you interact with us, we're not sure if you do. So please jump on your social media and let us know. You can find us under Salon Sluice on almost any platform. Now we hope you enjoy today's show. Thank you. How are you? Good. What are you doing? You seem like you're typing away. Um, I was just recording. Before. <laughs> so you don't forget us? That is correct, because I do that. I forget a lot. Do you have your fidget spinner? Um, I don't. I'm <laughs> sure I have something I will fidget with. I know, I keep thinking to get you something, but... Um... Oh, I have lots of things. I've got all kinds of <laughs> kids, so it's not like a... For lack of things. Right. Uh, let's see. All right, I'm getting myself settled here. Your interview was really good last week. Oh, good. Yeah. I noticed there was a huge gap in it when they were looking for those names, but oh well. Well, and I did a little bit of digging around. Uh huh. And because she said there was a lot of people that went missing from that area. Yeah. And so I did some research. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. Let's start this. All okay. right. Ready? Okay. Let's Hello, do it. Salon Sleuth fans. And, and how are you, Leslie? What's going on with you? Well, um, I'm actually really excited about what you're talking about today. I've been listening to other I mean, I'm podcasts. not excited about the story, but no, I, I don't either, but yeah, I'm glad yeah. everything is being reopened and Me too. I'm kind of torn with what I actually believe. I know. Okay. So, so, um, you started to, right before we started recording, you started to talk about last week's, which you were yeah. not able to be there with us and record. So yeah. you were just getting ready to tell me. And I said, no, 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 let's leave this for the podcast. Yeah. So tell me what you um, did okay. since listening to that interview. Because I didn't memorize it. I'm going to have to go and back. That was, and that was just to tell our listeners the story about um, Fauna Fry, who has been missing since last June in uh, the Grants Pass, um, Josephine County area. So, Right. So then I went to NamUs and I put in the Josephine County and put woman just to see what would come up. And because it was mentioned that there's a lot of women that went missing under similar circumstances. So I wanted to look at it. So it looks like, um, well, there were a couple things that stuck out. In 1998, two women, one was 25 and was, was 50, but they went missing a month apart from each other. I was like, okay, that's a, a little interesting. And then there's like, then it goes to 2000. There's another woman who's 43 because it all seems to be 39 ish around yeah. you know, that time. Okay, or that age. And then 2002, another woman goes missing. She's 39. And 2006, another woman who's 19. And some of these look like they could be runaways. The younger ones seem like right. there's something along those lines. But then again, in 2018, again, a month apart from each other, 
again, one's young, one's old. But I was like, well, that's kind of um, how there's a few that are like not that far apart. So in 2018, yeah. which um, they're like six months apart, another two women around the same age. But wow. I mean, I'm looking at this list and Fry is not even on here because um, even though she was maybe Josephine County, there was a, there's two different counties really close by. And depending on yes. what search I went to, it would pull up. So the list is much bigger when you add the two counties together, which are very close. Um, oh, wow. And I must've printed out the wrong one because her name's not even on this list. But I thought there were two, two years, 10 years apart, but two women that went missing really close to each other. Um, and it seems to go in twos is kind of a pattern like well that's twos. what I was kind of seeing if there was a pattern yeah. um, but that that pattern from like let's see 1998 a young and old and then yeah. again, 2019 young and old or sorry that's wrong there were two not old I don't want to say old 39 and 43 but that was yeah really who are you call an old sister no I'm that same age but let's just say you know they they're saying that maybe there isn't um a correlation but okay in may of 2018 erica hogue which we covered yes and um, went missing she's 39 um 2017 right before that a 46 year old goes missing and then in 2019 you have two other ones so i'm like there's yeah the same age only dating back from 2017 on what about body type because um yeah, I don't, they're all Caucasian women, white women. Okay. Anyway, um, we did cover one of them. So we might have to look into some of these other ones to see if there's anything else that was similar. But I kind of looked at that a little bit because I was like, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find a yeah. connection of some sort. I didn't really yeah. know that there, there's more women than I thought that went missing. Then I started looking at like our town and like ours. <laughs> you know that we do have a young girl here in Lake Oswego that went missing but she's part of the foster program and she her name comes up a lot because she's a runaway right and um I hope that's the case and that was nothing else but um she was mentioned and that's the thing right like they say cry wolf you never know yeah. when it's a real thing yeah yeah, yeah. and you know I think as I re-listened to because I, I re-listened to our podcast um because you edit them to, to let, let everybody know. And so I re-listened to them as like fresh ears almost. And um, I do think, and I, oh, I started another podcast that is following or has, has done more in-depth with Fauna Fry's family, i.e. dad, I guess, is really the only family she has left. And he did say, you know, she was pretty upset at me she was upset at me for how um, the whole thing went down with her mom and me divorcing. And I think um, he gave me a little more insight that potentially um, she wasn't in a good headspace, but I just couldn't, I, even knowing that information and listening to our podcast again, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that all of her, the things that she'd been doing leading up to the day she went missing, didn't seem like somebody who was gonna take her life. It just, I mean, maybe it was accidental. Maybe she did go out for a hike and something happened. She fell down a mine as um, uh, her friend was saying, but I do think there is reason to 
investigate it. And I don't understand the whole cell phone thing. I mean, I understand maybe if it was the track phone, like I, I was going to research that a little bit that you, you can't get information from a track phone. Um, I do think that's probably why they're having trouble getting that information, but I just, I don't, I don't think she did something. Well, and when we had mentioned, we talked about it before you in the interview, it was yeah. another one. And we talked about the flashlights, like why? But then you realize after talking to a friend, they were little miniature. Yeah, tiny. Like, Keychain. Yeah. yeah. The lantern was like a keychain lantern. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, we can take what you read, but until you actually talk to somebody who gives you a little bit more detail, you don't right. know all the details. We think we know them, but right. when it came to that, like, I was like, okay, that's different than I thought. Right. You know? Right. And it's hard because you're kind of torn. Like she was super upset, but, and I think also when you're really upset like that, or maybe in that frame of mind, you're not thinking about leaving your father behind or this. Yeah. And at the yeah. same time, the, like you, she went to the hotel room and some things just didn't make sense. So. Yeah. Like why would she rent that hotel room? And she already paid for it on her credit card. Why, why wouldn't she show up? Like, and she was, well, and I it think was a the whole thing with the hitchhiker, even though they say it's not, nothing's yeah. It seemed like there's something weird going on there. Well, I, I agree with you, Leslie, as I listened to them the story and like, and then her cars found it like a homeless camp type or where they dump a bunch of stuff. So to me, it, right. That just seemed really weird to me. Like maybe there's, and if she's not all mentally there, that not, not fun. Well, she, her, she her, said she the, had told her dad that she felt like this hitchhiker was sent for her. Like she, she was getting something, but she was also giving this woman something. And so, yeah, I mean, especially if this woman, the dad just drove around Grants Pass and found this woman, this woman, it's possible she ran into her again. And, you know, it's not completely unlikely that she didn't say, hey, where are you staying or got some information from her and then was planning to take $200 to her. The woman has never said that I should just state for the record. We're just, you and I are just now making assumptions right or not really assumptions but just saying what ifs what if this happened I just think there's probably a little bit more to that I mean it felt like kind of weird I don't know yeah. I just when you were when I was talking to her I'm like it just seemed like there's more to that than yeah and maybe there, there isn't I I don't know right well I also thought it was interesting that she was um picked up right after Fauna went missing and now she's still in jail and they don't know what the reason is and you know I it kind of harkens me back to Alyssa Watterson where um, the boyfriend has been in jail since, uh, sorry, Allison, did I say? Yeah, I said the wrong one. Watterson, since she has been missing, he's been in jail. He's not on jail for potentially murdering her or doing anything to her. He's on jail, he's in jail for other things, but he was the last one to see her. So I think most people yeah. are like, okay, they're keeping him in jail. What's that? Is he in there for drugs? He is in there for firearms, I think. I think it's a firearms Well, like he was picked up for something else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they Well, they do that a lot. You know, they pick him up for something that they can figure out and then they try to pin them, you know, on something else. So I did after, you know, talking to those folks go, oh, maybe there is a little more to this hitchhiker 
maybe police know a little bit more than we think they do. Um, but yet what I find so frustrating and I still haven't gotten any explanation on is when someone is missing and presumed missing or presumed dead or something, um, why we can't get it classified as a crime. Yeah. Like, I understand when you say, well, somebody's allowed to just go missing or just leave. Like, you're allowed to leave your family and up and leave. But if your family says she wouldn't have done this, this right. is not her, well, what do we need to show a crime? A pile of blood? Yeah. I mean, and this kind of rolls us into kill people. Like, yeah. The story doesn't make sense. How many times were like the the husband saying, "Oh, she went to her, she ran off with some other man." Yeah, exactly. Well, like, how do we prove do that? Like, so yeah, yeah shouldn't we investigate that and have proof that she ran off with another man? Like, I mean, we that's been proven so many times that you know people say that about their spouses or whatever, and then you find out, oh, he didn't really run off with another man. <laughs> yeah, so I think you know. I don't know. It just frustrates me because I feel like she should have been found by now. Um, but it sounds like that area is super difficult. And with all the mines that you could just like fall into, holy shit. That's we, scary. Well, some cameras down in there. Like they said it took, you could hear that it, it took a long time for the yeah. to hit, but can't you lower something like a and are they just something like are they just open pits? I mean, are there, are there like walls on them that you could, I mean, do you think she was standing? If somebody knew it was there, they might try to cover it up or put a barrier. But what if it's just an open hole? Like, okay, let's, let's, let's just take a tea on that one. Take a time out. Um, wouldn't the miners be required to put something over that so that somebody doesn't accidentally fall in it into it? If, if you have a swimming pool in your backyard, you are and you have a gate, you are required to have a lock on it at all times. So a small child can come wander into your backyard and fall in the pool. So you're telling me all these mines out there are just big holes in the ground. I mean, I feel like there, there must be like some concrete sides on them. She wouldn't have just walked in like a, you know, Indiana Jones whoo, fell down. Can she, I mean, th that seems weird to me, but um, having not been there, I think yeah, I'm like, speculating. What if those were just air holes? To the mine below or, or they are yes that's what she was saying they are so what does an air hole look like how big is an air hole like can a body fit down an air hole is is the air hole big like a swimming well, pool size about the sinkholes like it doesn't take much for <laughs> like somebody to fall into a, like and remember that story yeah. and there it was even made into a movie where that little tiny bit like boy year old or maybe it was a girl fell yes. into that little tiny hole in their yard yes, yes. and then they like I don't know if the dog or somebody found him, but they had to go down and they were talking yeah. to him through the hole. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. Like it probably doesn't take much if you fall, right? <laughs> okay, so this brings us to our main topic today. Yeah, it does. So do you remember, I vividly remember, do you remember how we started talking about this? This uh, the story? Boy, Kendrick Johnson. Yeah, do you oh, remember? Originally, years ago? Yes. No. Okay. So I was in the salon with you, and this is this is one of the first cases that I recall 
you and I really, other than Kyron Horman, because for all of our listeners, Kyron Horman happened here and it happened in front of our eyes. But this one, you came to me and I think it was Crime Junkies because we were both listening to Crime. And you're like, oh my gosh, have you heard about this case? And I'm like, what case? And you told me all about Kendrick Johnson, which you called him KJ, which, um, you know, I did some research this morning just so I could refresh on him. But um, you, you told me the whole thing. You outlined the whole thing about the wrestling mats. So um, for our listeners, we're going to talk about the actual case. And then just so you guys all know, basically it's been reopened as a criminal case. They're looking back into it. So you and I, you told me, go so listen to this. Cats are going crazy right now because yeah. it's a huge deal. Like it is yeah. to be reopened. So you and you told me, Melissa, listen to this case and come back. And the next time we'll talk about it. So I did. And we had a full on conversation in the salon about this case and what, what our thoughts were and what was fishy and all that stuff. So um, do you want me to lay out the facts of the case or do you want to? No, I'm going to just chime in because okay. <laughs> I, I feel like you've done a lot okay. of research and I've listened to two podcasts since you told me that we were going to talk about this. Okay. And so I may um, have questions or comments or, but I would like, okay. you, you're a really great speaker. I'm not so much. Oh, stop it. Okay. So first of all, let's just state for the record. I did not know that Kendrick Johnson was also a professional basketball player, but this is not the professional basketball player. This is a 17 year old high school student in Laudes, L-O-U-D-E-S high school in Valdosta, Georgia. So on January 10th of 2013, he was found rolled up in a wrestling mat in his local high school. His death was, was investigated, what, but was ruled an accident. But his family and the public never thought that the um, details of the case really added up. And in 2016, I should just say this, this information comes from his Wikipedia page. So thank you, Wiki. Um, 2016, the DOJ announced that it would not be filing any criminal charges. And that just created a huge buzz from everyone. And Kendrick's family actually filed a civil lawsuit against 38 individuals claiming a cover-up, which involved two sons of FBI agent in the town that were actually students of that high school as well. And um, later the that lawsuit, with, right? excuse me? Who he had a little beef with a year he did. Yep, we're gonna talk about that. Okay. Um, the judge of this lawsuit accused the Johnson family and lawyer of fabricating evidence. So um, before we get into like, what you and I will talk about, which is the actual scene. Um, Johnson was found head first in the center of these vertically rolled up wrestling mats um, in the high school gym. And we'll get into how, like what the scene was there, but these mats were really tall and I remember them from high school. They were super heavy. They're six feet tall and they're three feet wide. So if you imagine they're standing on their end, they're six feet tall. He would have to climb up the bleachers or something and go head first down into these. And if you recall, they're, they're rolled up. So the, the, the middle of them are pretty tight, but you just mentioned how seemingly 
things or baby or, or animals. We've seen it all, you know, I, I think we even saw kittens go down this tiny little hole on some other show that I watched and they had rescued all these kittens or whatever, um, can fit down these small holes, but he was found in this very tight roll of the wrestling mat. His um, wrestling mats are around a hundred pounds a piece. Okay. Okay. So they're Which, super heavy. They are super heavy. Um, and a, his death was ruled positional asphyxiation, which means he basically um, suffocated, but it was also because of the position of his head. Um, so the, the incident, and you think, well, why would they ever think this kid was, you know, going to be in this map? Well, he and another fellow student shared a pair of Adidas basketball shoes. And so when that student was done with PE class, he would leave the shoes inside one of these mats. Now, what was never stated was how they usually get to get these mats. I would think you'd tip it from, you'd stand on the ground, you'd tip it back and you'd grab them from underneath. But if they are a hundred pounds, I don't know how you do that by yourself. Like that does seem a little bit problematic, but that was never stated. I couldn't figure out, you know, okay, well, how did they normally get them out? If they did throw them up in there, you know, how did they normally get them out? Um, but he would typically go up to the mats, jump up and he tossed the shoes into the middle of the hole. And then the next kid, the next day would go and get the shoes out. Didn't say how, but um, the family never believed this from the get-go. They hired their own autopsy and was found that there was blunt force trauma to the right neck and soft tissue, which suggested it was not accidental. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about his face too, and that just didn't seem accidental. I mean, what do I know about that? But it just didn't seem right. Um, there were 290 hours of surveillance tapes and 35 cameras in that high school. Can you believe that? So they found that tapes of two of the cameras were missing. There was one hour and five minutes of footage that was missing. And while another set was missing two hours and 10 minutes. Now, some of these lapses were found to be caused by the wrong timestamps between cameras. They could be off as much as 20 minutes between camera systems. And one of the cameras, the one that we actually would care about the most in that gym, the motion detection function was not triggered. Oh, sorry, that was not that one. One of the cameras, the motion detector function was not triggered. And where the mats were stored, that particular camera, it was outside of the camera range where those mats were. So the family claims, as you had mentioned and alluded to, that he was repeatedly attacked and harassed by a white student. <clears throat> that 14 months earlier, he was attacked while on a bus trip. So there was definitely, and his mom had complained and you know went to the school. Um, and this white student, had a history of actually provoking and attacking Johnson at school. So there is some history there um, of abuse. And it also reports that they did a science project together. But then if you have resentment from times past and then there's this opportunity, it, 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 I, from what I heard, I think it's on the Morbid podcast, they mentioned that they did this project together. Things seemed to be better, but then they also said, People have resentments, like who knows? I just wanted to try. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I, I hate to speculate, but um, 
I guess that's what we're all about here on the show. So if you don't want speculation, you know, sometimes people lure those kids in to act like, oh, we're friends now just to get close to them to actually hurt them again. So, you know, I don't think doing a science project together really indicates a whole lot. And, and I know there's a lot of kids who <clears throat> just want to be friends with that person. So they try to reach out and try to get close to them. You know, maybe this person will actually start liking me. Maybe, maybe I can do all the work. The school knew that there was problems between them. So they made them work. They together. put them together. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to that one. Yeah. Well, what I didn't know in researching for this was in August of 2014, Ebony Magazine publicly called out those two boys um, that are sons of the FBI agent as suspects, and they changed their first names. They had kind of pseudonym, pseudonym names, but everybody could figure out who these two kids were. And they were actually sued for that. Um, and so you have these this history, right? And then you have this kid who is sharing a pair of shoes. It was clear that this was something they did. Um, and probably most of the kids kind of knew that this was happening or at least kids close to them. But let's, let's talk about how he was found in the actual scene. So there, the kind of tip-offs that you and I had always talked about is he was found head first into these mats, but there was actually a shoe that was under his head that, so there's two pairs of shoes. I, I don't want to get this confused. There's the basketball shoes and then there's the shoes he was wearing when he got there. Okay. So the basketball shoe, the Adidas shoe, um, there was one under him. And so now you can imagine that his head is down and he did bleed. I, I don't exactly know the reason why I'm not um, somebody who knows a lot about that, but he did bleed and blood was dripping from him. So this shoe that was underneath him, there was blood under the shoe, but there was no blood on top of the shoe. So that was one thing that people um, speculated about, like why wasn't there blood on top of the shoe? If he's in the top and he's dripping blood, why wouldn't there be blood on top of the shoe? Why is there only blood on the bottom of the shoe? And his regular shoes were found off his feet at the top of his body. And there's actually pictures on the internet you can find of this. So how, unless his shoes were on when he went into the mat and then he wiggled them off trying to get out, they were sitting perfectly beside him. Almost like, in my opinion, there was no, uh, there was no tip off to anyone that would walk in that gym that he'd be there. Okay. Everything. He was 5'8", I believe, maybe 5'10", and the mats are six foot tall. So if he's all the way in, nothing's going to be sticking out. I mean, yeah. it, even looking at the pictures, he's a few inches down below the top of the mat. For sure, for sure. Here's my question. Unless, and I don't know how these mats, I don't think they should, I've, I've never seen a picture of this. Couldn't he have wiggled? If okay. he's a heavy guy. I know the answer to this one. Okay, couldn't he wiggle? I believe this mat was against the wall. Yeah, one on one side. So they okay. put the shoes in there. The other guy yep. went through. They did that because they have to rent lockers at school and to save right. money or whatever. So they would just share the shoes that way. But I think they were cleaning up the gym, whether it was um, 
right after winter break, or I don't even know exactly, but they had rolled up more mats, the, the school people, and then put them in front of it. So okay, so he couldn't have wiggled the mat. Jump up there to get the shoes because he didn't know which one was, you know, he probably knew his was against the wall. Oh. And the bleachers were only like three or four feet. It was like maybe three or four step seats, not like the ones we have at oh. our ceiling. These are short, like um, like shorter stands. And I think, I mean, it, part so of me- So what you're saying- Yes. So what you're saying is the bleachers were more like a step ladder. So he had a step ladder. Maybe three rows of people. They're not, they weren't huge. Yeah. Were the big ones that we have. It so, was a pretty small old gym. So then he would have jumped on top of that mat to look into each one of them. Right. Or probably kind of hu- one was his, but he had to get to it. But there okay. were other mats in front of it and they're hundred piece, hundred pounds a piece. You're going to have to move a bunch to get to your shoes. Maybe he just jumped up to get to his thing. Okay. Maybe. I, I don't know. So the, I, I was like, okay, let's just say he went in with his shoes on. And, and let's, let's, I have one more fact that I wanted yeah. to roll out to you before okay. for the listeners. His face was extremely swollen and puffy when they took him out. So now again, I'm not an expert on this, you know, would all the blood rush to your face and your face would get puffy, but it sure did look like from the person who doesn't know that he'd been beaten, his face was swollen, it was super puffy. So go ahead, okay. Okay, so I did a little research on that. Press, what is it called? Um, what it was the, something of his asphyxiation. Oh yeah, positional asphyxiation. Yes, so I Googled that, right? Yes. And so all the blood is rushing to that area, you will expand in those areas and you will bleed. Like you oh, don't okay. have to be, um, the other thing is, cause the heart can't pump the, um, blood back out like our extremities can do that they ext- they move where I don't think your brain can so you get a, like a brain bleed and eventually all that stuff comes out but it's not uncommon for people to die in that position even if they're not inside of a mat like I found oh. a couple of cases in fact there there was one I wrote down um he was a hunter and he had fallen off his deer stand okay and basically I think his shoe got stuck and he was in that position upside down, which he then bled. And he also died in that position because he couldn't, like the oxygen wasn't getting into his brain and he had a brain bleed basically. And there was other, I mean, this is very common and sadly from what I could read, the majority, if you Google positional asphyxiation, I'm probably saying that wrong, but um, it happens a lot with babies. Like they will get out of their cribs and they're hanging by like their foot between the rails uh-huh. and babies will die upside down. You can't breathe in that position for very long. And so even if he went in, let's just say on his own, right, he could have died even just being in that position, let alone probably not having any air. Okay. I just hope that it, he didn't have air and it happened faster than it would have been if he was just. And so the way that the scene looked, he couldn't have pushed his weight against those mats to move down. I think there were too many mats okay. in front of it. But I okay. do want to ask you because there was something and I don't know, I don't remember, but you probably will, the position of his arms. Because they were saying the whole of the mat was more narrow than his shoulders. So what did right. he have one arm up? Like do you do you remember like his I do yeah. recall I, I I actually know that that was very um much documented or very much talked about, speculated I should say. Um, but 
I do not know the answer to that right off the top of my head, but I do remember there was discussion of that. But what I would say, you know, like his dad is shown trying to push his shoulders through the mat. Yeah, but okay, that's not how you would be. First of all, he was on the ground, like pushing forward. You would have to be doing it from on top because we know, as we were just saying about other cases in these mines, people can fit down smaller holes than you think they can. And if your arm is up and you're reaching, you've now reduced the size of your shoulders because your shoulders are, are askew, right? They're not straight on. It's like, there is a difference there between that size. So I actually don't know, but I do remember that that was part of the discussion is that his arms were reaching, like his arm wasn't reaching like it was reaching for a shoe. Is that where you were kind of headed? Yeah, I mean, you would have to go in that way reaching this way there's no way you would fit this way and the other like let's think realistically that mac mat is six feet tall yeah and unless he's got four foot long arms right like to actually think you're going to get the shoe out of the bottom and still be able to get yourself get up. out well like, that's it. i mean especially that part doesn't make sense like to me i'm like oh yeah he definitely fell in let's just say he was reaching and he fell all the way in. He had his shoes on. He kicked them off. I could see that they both, even though they're side by side, I'm looking at the picture, but yeah, maybe they just positioned right there. He was kicking his legs enough that it, it looks like they got wedged in in there. Right. But the other thing, if you look at his pictures, um, his socks also look like they're pulled off a little bit. Like they're, they're not tight on his feet. And so I'm like, he was probably reaching for the shoes how did he think that he would be able to do that? Like who would exactly. do that? Like, I just don't understand. Um, so part of I, me, like, it was an accident, but then I'm like, who would do that? Like who would think that they could get the shoes out of the bottom anyway? Well, I actually would think it would be sort of fun to do it, but I would, I would think as a girl, sometimes boys just do not think this far ahead, but as a girl, I would think, okay, well, if I get stuck, can I wiggle my way out? And I would think about like, can I move it? How am I going to get, I don't even have a friend here to fucking help me. So I better like, you know, figure this out. Cause it, it's one thing to try it with a backup plan, <laughs> but it's a whole other thing. You're the only one in the gym well, and you're going to do that. Like this morning I met with a girl up at the school. Yeah. And I was talking to her, I was mentioning our podcast yeah. and then she's like, oh, what is about? I'm like, oh, well, we're talking about this case today. And cause she was a high schooler and I was talking about the mats and she goes, oh my gosh, we go up, we crawl on top of them all the time and jump in and out of them. I'm like, okay, so maybe this isn't as uncommon as we think it is. Maybe he's done this a lot of times, but it, the hole's much smaller this time. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like maybe they were trying to condense them back to that corner and they rolled them a right. little tighter than normal. But well, yeah, and like talking to her, she's like, oh, we, we do that all the time. And I'm thinking they get in and out of them. Well, maybe like these are like foam mats. Yeah, I know. Maybe they're not always rolled up so tight. Well, that was what I was going to say. The, the wrestlers after they're get, they get done, they are, they roll up the mats. So if what you're saying is they came up back from Christmas break and the janitors had rolled the mats up and stacked them all over there, they could have very well done them much tighter right. than these kids who are after practice. Like, you know what, we're going to take these down tomorrow anyways, you know, take these back out and roll them back out. He's done it a million times in the past, yeah. getting the yeah. shoes. And now they're just tighter from the winter break yeah. that he was like, oh crap. Like, I mean, so what about the shoe though? Okay. 
so I have two, I have two thoughts. One is why didn't the shoe below him, I don't know where the second shoe, Adidas shoe was, but why didn't the shoe below him have blood on it? Okay, so the only thing I could think of with that one is let's just say we don't know where the blood was coming from, right? So let's just say it looks like he had braids in his hair. I don't know if he did at that time. But what if the blood was coming from his head but dripped off one of his braids that wasn't right above the shoe and then it kind of pulled under the shoe? Is that possible? It's possible. I was wondering that too. Like if if the sh the middle of the the mat, let's just say 18 inches, was positioned in such a way that the blood was dripping on one side and it wasn't on another. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I, I don't I know the answer to that. Where the blood was actually coming from and could have been like, like if I'm, because unless it's an injury, like a head injury, we know it bleeds a lot, right? Right. But if you're just hung upside down and now your body is just like expelling some of this fluid that's built yeah. in your head. So it's not like an explosion. It is like a soft leak. Right. So, like, let's just say it's coming out of your mouth. Could it drip down your face, down your braid? That may not be directly over the shoe. I'm just or your head is tilted and it runs. It could be possible. Like yeah. that it, it wasn't like just dripping straight down onto the shoe. Right. And could right. enough have it pulled, pulled together that it actually kind of went underneath the shoe. Right. I don't know. I, I, I'm just trying to like, um, I just, I, I'm like, part of me is like, yeah, he probably went in, but then part of me is like, there's no way he would think that he could get the shoe out on his own. Well, and I was just looking he, he, when he was pulled from the mat, he did have one arm up and then the other arm, um, was kind of, um, by his chest, like here, it was like here. And then the other one was above his arm. I just looked up that picture. Yeah. Um, some too. Yeah because I, I was questioning that. Um, I don't know. It just, okay. and then they said that there's five minutes missing from that, from the camera that goes into the gym. Yeah. Could somebody have like beat the crap out of him, rolled him up in a mat, put a bunch of other mats in front of him. In well, so that's, what, so that's what I was going to say. So, so, okay, let's just, you know, let's think about could this have possibly happened where he did this himself? Okay, it seems like it possibly could have. I still question what the hell he was thinking, but like why he thought if he didn't get stuck and the hole was smaller and I, I don't know. But okay, so let's let's talk about like if it did happen because there's some question as to whether there was really five minutes missing or the times were off or the the um, camera wasn't positioned to see that. But wasn't when you and I talked about this first? And I didn't find this today. Wasn't there a scene where the boys did come in? Okay, that's what I was gonna say. It's a school. People, there's never like a place that's empty. Did, but did those boys that are suspects, did they come into the gym? Did we, did we see video of them coming into the gym? Um, I didn't see any video, but I do know that there was another boy that went in the same time they did. Cause they could, it was right outside the gym doors. Uh -huh. and one goes to one direction and he goes the opposite direction. Okay. But then I don't remember hearing like when that kid left, like, would he have been in the same gym? Like, and if you're so far down, let's just say he fell. We'll just say he fell. Yeah. 
Yeah. At first, could somebody hear you? Right. Because because there was class, right? Or he was going to do basketball practice. But it's also that foam. It's now rolled five, you know, circles deep. And right. then you've got other ones in front of it. Would anybody even hear you? Once he fell all the way in, nobody he knew he was there. So let's talk about that. Was yeah. his, he was getting his shoes to wear them. Yes. Was he wearing them for practice or was he wearing them for class? Do we know? Well, I believe they were for gym class that they did had him okay. and his friend had two different class times and they were sharing it. But I don't know if it was, it was during the day, right? Because he yeah. get to his class. So that's another thing. You know, he didn't make it to class, but the, the parents weren't notified that he skipped school or whatever. So was class in that gym or was it in another gym? So I believe it was in the other gym. This is an old gym okay. and they have a new gym. Okay. And this old one, but you know, like, especially like a big area like that, wouldn't, wouldn't there be surveillance videos in there? Cause you want to keep those things safe. Like, see, I wouldn't think there, I'm surprised this high school has so many surveillance yeah. cameras. I mean, I'm shocked by how many they had. Well, I have one right outside the gym and not one in the gym. I, I mean, well, they I, did, they did have one in the gym, but it didn't hit that area. Okay. It wasn't broad enough that it actually hit the mats. And even just looking, I just Googled pictures and there is like a picture of people in the gym. Um, but I don't know if that, that was the time he was in there. Like I'm looking at a picture right now when he walked in and there's another boy in there that I don't see anybody else. Like, and it looks like he's carrying maybe a basketball or a hat or something. Well, and a lot of times I remember when I was going to high school, there, the gyms weren't all being used at all the same time. So you would, you could go into one of the gyms that you weren't going to have class in. You could store shoes in there or whatever, because that gym was only used for X. Okay. So, so let's back up. Okay. So let's, let's pretend that something malice did happen. So these boys see him going in and they decide now's our time, right? First of all, they wouldn't have been in class either after this, or if they had lunch or something like that. So they'd not be on any other cameras. What if they did go to class, but they didn't intend on killing him. They were just like thinking it's a prank. We're going to do something. And well, right, but okay, so let, let's just, no, but let, um, what I'm saying is they would have missed the next class or they would have had to do it so quick. And what you're saying is, first of all, okay, let's, let's say they beat him up. They beat him up. They either had to push him in through the top of the mat or they had to roll him up in the mat. Right. And rolling him up in the mat doesn't seem very feasible by what you said, because they would have had to take a lot of mats down to get him to that mat inside well, at the pictures right now it looks like some of the pit some of the mats that were in front of him were already on its side but even then they would have to have moved those to put him in the back right i wonder if i can share this picture and that would have taken a while to first beat him up oh my god what have we done let's you know whatever let's put it roll him up in this mat now we got to move these mats. They're a hundred pounds. So, you know, that the three boys can do that or whatever, two boys, whatever. But we know that this isn't on camera either. 
Like we know this spot isn't on the school cameras. Yeah. And by the way, whatever, however long that took, those boys wouldn't be shown in any other cameras. So where's the video proving that these kids were in XYZ class or were in the, the, the um, cafeteria or in their gym class or whatever, in the hallway? There must be time, they must be able to account for their whereabouts. Like, yeah, I was in English class. Remember there's a whole thing about them going to wrestling, a wrestling match and how they had to take the bus but the bus log said four o'clock is when the bus left. But then there's conflicting um, statements that the actual event started at four and it was a few hours away. So they would have had to leave by 1230, which would have been the time that all of this supposedly happened. Did you hear that? I did. I do not remember that. So it did something to do with the school bus and then the boys that were supposedly being accused of this. Yes. Had to go, uh, they were on a, on a bus to, uh, I think it was a wrestling match or some sort of sporting event. The bus log says four o'clock, but then there's conflicting saying that the actual event started at four. So okay. we probably just need to know, which is right. So is there proof they were on that bus? Um, I believe there was, but the, the problem is what was that? Which time? That should be pretty easy to prove. Yeah, it should be able to. <laughs> Not to mention how many other kids are on that bus that goes, yeah, we got on the bus at 1230 and yeah, they were on it. Okay, so let's talk about the bruise on his neck. Okay. Because, so they did the, they exhumed his body. Okay. Is that when they found the bruise? Because it wasn't mentioned. So, oh, no, no. Um, the paramedics mentioned the bruise, but it wasn't in the report, the death report. And they're like, well, that's kind of weird because it was mentioned when the paramedics came. Right. Um, and then they exhumed the body and the guy was like, there's definitely soft tissue to the jaw and the neck. They right. said that probably wouldn't have killed him. Right. But it shows that there was maybe a punch or something thrown ahead of time. Okay, then I'm like, okay, could he have he was holding the edge of the mat reaching right. in the other one so like let's just say you're usually like what my this is how if I put my arm side to side that's how tall I am yeah but you can't get back out like that well what if you're like hanging holding on trying to reach the other one and you slip and you hit your neck on the mat going in okay first of all half your body half your, so this uh, you're right you, you, when you put your arms out that's your full it's your full height right but half is only for is one arm so right. he sticks half of his body and he's he's only halfway there even if he's six foot tall like well, I that's why i was thinking maybe he's holding the edge of the mat on top trying to reach in right and he just like he couldn't hold it any longer like yeah, but you, you, he'd still be three feet from that. Okay, where did the bruise come from? I know. I don't know. I mean, the pictures look really bad, but I think some of that could be from him being in that position. Correct. Positional asphyxiation. But he definitely looks like he was beat to hell. But I don't yeah. know if that's, I think that's what happens when you're upside down. I also think for those boys, to have shoved him in against his will 
would have been tough because we've already said it was pretty tight. It was pretty snug. So for them to have shoved him in, I think that'd be pretty difficult, right? The well, better way to have been like this, our one arm up, one correct chest, and then rolling him up so tight. Well, so that's the other thing. If they did it while he was, while the mat was down, yes, rolling him up that tight. So I plus, think unless he was out, unless he was literally passed out, how would you? He would be fighting you. Well, and you know, I, I've gone camping and try to get your soup, your sleeping bag back in, <laughs> let alone like a real person in a mat. That would be really hard. All yes. in the time of five minutes, let's just say they did make it to class. So there was no question and they were just doing a prank on him. Correct. Correct. But it had gone wrong. Yes. Like. That, I mean, I don't know, because can you- Well, they could sit on it, right? There's three of them. They could sit on the mat and kind of squeeze it, but he would have to be passed out. He would have to be so unconscious that he could not fight back because if he was conscious, he would have been fighting back. I don't know without tying him up, how they could have wrapped him up. And that's my point is the wrap up seems, A, like they would have had been very quick to do that because somebody could walk in, right? Or somebody's gotta be the lookout, but then that would have been found on the video. Like, here's the lookout guy while these guys are wrapping him up, right? So that seems a little hard for me to, to believe that they wrapped him up. Then if they shoved him in, that also seems a little hard to believe because he would have had to be relaxed to get his shoulders down in there. Them shoving him or pushing him doesn't seem like that would work if the hole was so small. Now, if the hole were bigger, like you're talking about, like, you know, potentially the, the, the girl that you talk to, oh, we do that all the time. But it sounds like the hole was smaller. Well, that would require a bunch of people on top of the mats, like. Right. Um, so you and I should say that we thought after when we first heard about this case, we thought, oh, there's foul play, right? You and I discussed it and we were like, oh, there's foul play written all over. I'm not saying there isn't. I just think it is possible that he fell in getting his shoes too. Right. That's that what I'm saying to you. I think that reopened the case. Like, yes, he's been exhumed. What, twice now? I don't know. At least once. I know for sure. Hold on. My puppy's at the door. What do you want? Sorry, I had to get him before he just had kept hitting the door. No problem. Um, uh, but then the other, you're you're right. I I kind of felt like there was definitely foul play, and now I'm like, well, boy, I'm not sure. I'm glad it's reopened. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I'm super glad. I think there was a lot of question, a lot of concern that it hadn't been handled correctly. Um, but now kind of hearing more that I hear, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Well, and I, I, do, I do believe this, there's a lot of racist people down there. Yes. Or, or from his area. Everywhere, by the way, we're seeing. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Um, I just don't know. Could, I don't know. I really don't know about this one, Melissa. Like, ugh. What do so you, you, cha you changed your mind. I kind of think so. Like, I yeah. think, um, 
I kind of feel like he went in for his shoes, but I, okay. But why would he do that? Like, it's, <laughs> so that's when I get caught up. Like, could he have actually thought he could get the shoes out of the okay. hole? So here's the only thing I say when we go, well, why would he have done that? Right. There is a difference between the genders. Okay. And I just want to state for the record that my son, and he was young, but he still does crazy stuff that I go, why would you do that? He was young and he decided, you know, we have those automatic van doors that shut, you push the button and they shut. He decided that he was going to watch how the door was going to shut inside. So he stuck his nose inside the crack of the door where it was going to shut on his nose. And I like, and he was probably 10. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? And I like pulled him away from it because his nose almost got smushed. I mean, literally. And you go, what are you thinking? Yeah, because the only thing I can think of is like, maybe in the past he's done this a lot of times and the yeah. hole was bigger. Yeah. Now, when it was winter break, they rolled them tight, you know, and then whatever. Could he have thought that he could still get it because he's done it a lot of times, even though the hole was smaller? Well, and have you ever done things where you're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm too lazy to move all these mats so I can, you know, do it the right way. Like, haven't you ever thought that like, oh, I'm not sure this is going to work and you do it and you're like, God damn it. I knew this was going to happen. Like, I knew that I shouldn't have done it. I got hurt now. You know, I knew it. Well, have I you done that? Like changing a light switch and be like calling Michael and be like, okay, if I don't call you back in like three minutes, <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? And he's yeah. like, if you need to call me to tell me that, don't do it <laughs> or go turn off the breaker. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just cut I the tip of my finger. I, I cut the tip of my finger um, clear off, almost, almost clear off, I should say because I was doing something, I was holding this glass pitcher and the lid had, this is an, oh my gosh, this is a perfect example. The lid of this pitcher, like it was like an iced tea pitcher had just easily fallen in. And I was like, well, that's never happened. That's weird. Okay. Just plopped in. Right. So I was trying to get it out and I'm like, it's like a friggin' puzzle piece. I could not figure out the angle in which it had dropped in so easily that I could get it back out. And I'm a smart, spatially aware, visual person, right? And I am turning this thing. I am moving it around. So finally, stupid me says, I'm just going to pull it out. Okay. Well, in the back of my head, I said, I thought, you know, you shouldn't do this. It's a glass pitcher. Like you're going to break it, right? Well, when it broke, so I was holding it with one hand, pulling up with the lid on the other. When it broke, the hand that was holding the pitcher squeezed in and it sliced my fingertip so yeah I kind of knew I shouldn't do that and that's one of those things where it went in really easily why isn't it coming out easily yeah how did it even get in there anyway I know and it literally Leslie plopped in so nicely and easily that's yeah. weird yeah so I don't know I'm glad to hear it they're reopening it I think they should I think there's a lot of um concern i hope that they will share more of their findings because i think especially when there's a racial divide and a racial question i think um i go back to my good friend uh jennifer who always says when we have the facts we can relax yeah. when we don't have the facts to understand how something actually physically happened like that we kind of like spin stuff up in our head right 
And so I think if they tell the parents, look, this is nine out of 10%, you know, 90% what happened. This is how it happened. If they could see the facts, you know, here we have video of these kids at this wrestling thing, or we have video of the kids getting on the bus, or we have video of blah, blah, blah. They can relax about that. That's, that's my opinion. Okay. So, that. okay. Let's just, let's just take the boys out of it. Yeah. Let's say it was a freak accident. He was getting his shoes. Yeah. Are the schools, is the school responsible? Because no. not only he didn't show up to class, they didn't notify the school. They didn't notify the parents that he wasn't there. That's um, not a law. But is it important that like, they know I what, mean, you know how I, like, we have to sign a little thing saying that they, like the school, I remember in elementary school there, the school would say, I'm responsible for your children until they make it to your house. Do you remember hearing that? Yes, I, so I do. I high schooler and he's, or he's still inside the school. Are they not responsible at all? Like to not only make sure he's safe, but that if he doesn't show up to class, I don't know. Like part of me is like, well, that's like saying, you know, your well, kid they, brings in drugs, ODs at school and the school's responsible. She didn't report him missing till midnight because she thought, oh, he went, maybe he went with friends after school and it wasn't until midnight where they were starting to really freak out. And then they realized, you know, he didn't make it to that class. And you don't think the school should be responsible at all? I don't. I think that the school calling and, and you know, telling parents is great. I think it's um, responsible, but I don't think it's a, a, should be a law or a requirement. Like I, I think it's just now with all of the things going on in our world, common sense that they should just do. But I think that, you know, they their biggest concern is to teach these kids and that should be their concern, not to have them under lock and key or have a, you know, security system attached to each kid that comes in the in the building, you know, their job is to teach them. I think that's like asking the police to take care of every um, kind of call that they're not equipped to take care of, mental health or kids, um, you know, CDC, no, not CDC, what is that, Child Protective, CPA, like, you're asking cops to do a lot when really that's not their, their purpose is for criminal activity not they're not psychologists they're not you know mental health experts I don't know that's just that's just my thing you think they should I don't know part of me is like well if it was elementary school yes well I think somebody should have known that kid didn't come back for sure I don't know well, even in the Kyron Horman case, you know, because I think the smoking mirrors with the stepmom and she's yeah. in the doctor's appointment and all of that. So when he didn't go to class, they didn't call. Yeah. But things would have been a lot different had they, had they. Well, called. and I, I will tell you as a volleyball coach, and I know this isn't the same because a school does have more responsibility and there's more employees, but Oftentimes I will start practice and we'll be like, okay, you know, who isn't here? Okay, so-and-so. And if it's, I mean, typically I would just assume they didn't contact me like they were supposed to. They're running late and they'll be here soon. 
or um, I, I wouldn't think something nefarious, right? So I will start practice knowing that so-and-so Susie hasn't shown up yet. And I get into practice. I'm teaching, I am coaching. I am, I am running practice with 15 other girls. I've now forgotten that Susie isn't here, right? So I kind of feel like, look, they're not monitors. They're not security agents. Um, yes, it's unfortunate and it's sad that this accident happened, but if it truly was an accident, it was just an accident. You it know, was, it, if he wasn't, let's just say he didn't show up to class and they do the automatic message that your son missed one yeah. of the classes today, right. that might've already raised a red flag with the mom to be like okay well all his friends are still at school like would they have looked at the school sooner well and also usually well no I guess our school the calls come after school hours um yeah I mean and he could have still been alive I just I just feel like yes I think that's great that they do I just don't think it should be a liability if they don't yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I get, I'm torn between the two. If it was, did he get beat up and shoved in there? Yeah. It would have been hard to shove him in there. I think. I think he would have to have been rolled in there and then. Yeah. But what you're saying is there was a whole bunch of, well, but like, I guess the question would be middle, like, you wouldn't roll him at the top because he fell all the way in. Well, I guess the question is, how did the mats look before that class or before that? Were all the mats standing up? And then, you know, after this incident happened and he goes in there, now some of them are laying down this way in front of that one that's up. Yeah, some of them are on the ground, but you would have still had to wiggle that whole thing all the way over to put them. No, in but I'm saying if you, if you were going to roll him into it, okay, so say he's unconscious. Okay, shit, what have we done? We're going to take down, a, we're going to take down a mat, we're going to roll him up in it, and we're going to go, well, we're not going to put him right here. We're going to put this one right back here, and we're going to put these other ones that were too lazy to stick those vertical back up again. We're just going to lay them down in front. So the question was, did the mats look exactly the way they did before he got in them? or what went in there into that gym? That's, I guess, probably a big, really big question. Because if they looked exactly the same, if the same number were laying down as we're standing up, it is highly unlikely that those kids did that. I'm gonna share a picture with you. Okay. Can you see that? Yes. See, I, so you can see where he was in that corner, I guess. Yes. I don't know. But see, that doesn't tell me were those mats that are down below there, yep, that you got your pointer on, that are laying down, were those laying down before he went into the gym? Right. Is that what the janitors saw when they got in there in the morning? Is that how they put them in there before he walked yes. in the door? Like, yes. Yeah. I don't know. There must be somebody has some more answers i think i don't know and if the video that's the security video doesn't show that corner it's going to be hard to prove one way or the other because then it's just like okay well uh mr you know mr smith 
you were the janitor at that school in 2011. What did the mats look like when you came in in the morning? Shoot, I have no idea. Unless they asked him at the time, right? I don't think he's going to know. Like and would he even pay attention? To like go in feet first, put the shoes on, and then pull <laughs> back out. Then it would be to go head first. It would have been smarter just to pull that damn mat down. Like through through them all down. Just yes. Like yeah, because because what you're saying is the the one that he was in was standing up, but the one in front of it was laying down already. So he could have stood on that that one that was laying down, pulled. The other one down and it wouldn't have fallen directly down right it would, would have been a little mess on him or whatever but it was already messy just it was already messy yeah. yeah yeah i don't know i don't understand like well and i think that might have been a picture like after the fact because there was no mat where it said kj oh okay well, i don't know exactly that's just kind of an idea of what it looked like but i don't know if that's hey steve stop come here leave it he's chewing on my shoe the puppy? Yes. Can we see him? Yes. Can you bring on. him up here? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's 45 pounds now. Oh. <gasps> oh. There he is, my big boy. Oh, he does look spaniel-ish. He's a, he's got a beard. Oh, yeah. Does he still smell like a puppy? He still has a little coffee breath. Ella calls it coffee breath. That's what he thinks puppies smell like, but he does a little bit. He went to a daycare yesterday. Aww. Oh, and by the way, big shout out to Urban Paws. Yeah. In and um he got all fixed up he got his feet trimmed Ooh. all the hair because it looked like he was wearing slippers oh did you tell lori that uh i did the funny thing is she couldn't figure out how i contacted her and it was through email uh-huh and um she's like i could not even remember like i didn't know how to get a hold of you but she had my name and so she went to facebook and she goes i hope you don't think this is weird i'm like hmm, you don't know me <laughs> And I'm like, um, so she found out uh, we have a mutual friend and she contacted that mutual friend and then got um, my name and number from her. Wait, we aren't a mutual friend? We're a mutual yeah. friend. So that was the other thing. Cause I said, we had talked about Melissa and she's like, oh yeah, I totally forgot. She's like, I should never try to book appointments in at night when I've had a few glasses of wine. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, that's funny, but anyway. <laughs> They took really good care of him. We were oh, happy good. when we got him back. He was happy and good. I, and honestly, I could give him a bath. I could have done all of that, but I wanted him to be around other people and be social. Yeah. And so it was more of a social thing than it was yeah. um, an actual need of mine. But well, and for those of you listeners in the area, Urban Paws is a new dog grooming and self grooming. Um, space that has opened up near Nyberg Woods. Um, was that Nyberg Woods? Near Fred Meyer anyways. Stone. But um, it's kind of close to my heart because um, I had the honor of designing the space. So yeah. it's really yeah. fun. Ella yeah. walked in and she's like, it's so cute. Oh, yay. Thank you, Ella. Kudos. And I thought I would mention that 
on this because they did a good job with him, but. Good, yeah, yeah. That, that's where Maggie's been going too. And I love the fact that when I wash her, all the hair stays there at their place. And they supply, <laughs> they supply all the shampoo and stuff too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the towels and the, if you want a dryer, you know, yeah. you could do all that. So, yeah. Well, um, this was a um, interesting and uh, thought-provoking case today. Yeah, tell us um, what you think. Like, yeah. as our listeners, do you think it was an accident or do you think something nefarious happened to this poor guy? Like, Yeah, because I'm sure our listeners have actually probably, if you're a true crime junkie, you've probably heard of this case before. Um, but yeah, I... And maybe if you missed a key detail, like, but just let us know. I'd like to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, signing out. Bye, Melissa. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.